Hello and welcome to the Synthetic Podcast. I am your host, Synthetic. So this is going to be a micro episode. In 5 hours and 15 minutes, I am going to be on the operating table. And I will be going under the general general anesthesia and uh, getting that second BBL. It is going to be quite the thing with uh with my first surgery it was just a standard bbl taking fat from the stomach and the love handles and so on and so forth but this we're doing that and sucking fat out of the entire back so i think i'm going to be in much more pain but uh this time i'm much more prepared i have uh more compression garments and like different devices to use in my seat while I'm sitting, coming back from the uh, facility, and then any driving that I need to do. But basically, I kind of wanted to do a micro episode back to back. So it's currently 12:46, and um, my my surgery is scheduled at 6 a.m. I'm going to be the first one on the docket for the day my uh my cousin nikki she's going to leave her house around 4 15 4 30 something like that and uh she's gonna be here we're gonna take off get any gas if we need to and then she's going to head to the facility with me and she's going to be my driver back so basically she has to entertain herself for roughly two and a half three hours give or take i have no idea how long this is going to take um but I got everything prepared as as best as I can. Um, I got everything ready to go. So as soon as she's here, I can just pack up everything and then walk right out the door. But I have a bunch of um, Can95 masks because when you walk into like a hospital or medical facility, they're still all about the masks. So I'm going to have a bunch of those for her and I in case one breaks, one rips, one falls apart, whatever. So there's no um, in, there's no issues with her or I going inside the, the facility. I'm looking at all these uh, items kind of spread out on my couch and whatnot. I have like one of those weird L-shaped couches. Well, actually, it's like a standard couch, but the, the cushion on the end, that's L-shaped, and it has like a little foot thing. But uh, yeah, everything is spread out. I have my compression garment for my waist. I have my compression garment for my... Uh, it's like a vest that's going to be basically for my chest and my back. I'm not doing anything to my chest, but my back. And obviously because it's a vest and it has to have compression, it's going to be tight around the chest as well. I have two separate devices for sitting down. So I have one that goes underneath your thighs, um, just out of the way for your buttocks. So you don't have to ruin the, the new work the doctor d- just did. And then I have another thing that goes towards the bottom of the seat where you can, um, it's going to kind of bend you in like an L-shape a little bit, so you don't really have to worry about anything. To the left of that, I have all my medication and all my paperwork. They said I don't need it, but like the first time that I went, they said I needed to have my medications with me and like all this other bullshit. So I just take everything. So if you plan to go anywhere to get any procedures done, I even if you don't think you're going to need it, um... Or they tell you you don't have to bring it in or whatever. I guess you could keep it, keep it in the glove box. As, obviously, as long as it's not medication, nothing's going to melt or anything like that. Because like uh, one of my meds is Docusate, and that's a stool softener. Because when you take painkillers and stuff like that, it clogs you up apparently. So 
you don't want to be keeping docusate in a, in a hot car. Um, I have my socks. I have a very blue and very colorful Hawaiian Acapulco type of shirt, buttoned down. Love it. I have my white cut off, <laughs> my version of shorts, um, either very short pants or very long shorts, whatever you want to classify those as. I have, those are white. And then I, uh, because they wanted me to wear like my, like slip-ons or something. I don't own any slip-ons, but the my easiest pair of shoes to pop on and off are these awesome blue polo shoes that I bought like 10 years ago. They're a vibrant blue, similar to my shirt. Got some white laces in those bad boys, so going in and out of surgery, I'm definitely going to be styling. I spent the entire weekend cleaning room by room, top to bottom, the ceiling, the cobwebs, everything. It smells like a clean, crisp hotel room in here. Um, living room, kitchen... Uh, bedroom bathroom vacuumed everything put even put that uh, carpet powder down everything is awesome so basically it's just kind of a countdown now i just to be extra clean and, and crisp and everything i was going to wait just a little bit longer and then um i'm gonna shave my entire body that's just the way i like to be with this laser stuff if you let it grow out because it's been i think next week is what I, as when I was supposed to go back for my treatments for my back and my legs and all that stuff. So I'm right at that point where it's starting to grow out, grow out in some in some spots. But uh, yeah, I just want to look clean and crisp, and I'm going to be doing that. And um, yeah, I'm fucking excited. Oh, and I also jokingly, I'm just sharing this with you. This isn't anything serious, but I was buying a bunch of foods. I have a bunch of Chef Boyardee can, or it just peels right off the top. Um, I probably have like over 20 cans, probably closer to 25 of spaghetti and meatballs, beef ravioli, mini ABCs with meatballs, um, beefaroni, uh, let's see, mini spaghetti rings and meatballs. I got lasagna, I got the mac and cheese. The mac and cheese is actually kind of gross, but uh, <laughs> I like variety, so... Fuck it. I might as well enjoy it and have fun with it. I bought much more than this as well. Now, for the Chef Boyer's D stuff, because I'm going to be taking um, antibiotics, and this stuff has like uh, dairy and stuff like that, I'm going to save all that stuff for the second week. And I bought some like Triscuits and two giant boxes of like extra butter and a bunch of protein bars. I still have three and i don't know three and a half three and a quarter things of um ramen like those little those little pallets that they have those little cases that it's like 24 in each have some crackers and i have a bunch of michelinas food we got beef and broccoli we got chicken fried rice we got beef and peppers and um and i also got some like frozen chicken uh let's see some frozen vegetables and also some of those um pre-made um frozen uh hamburgers god i couldn't even think of it and in my fridge i have about 50 cans of energy drinks that i have just stockpiled i am ready to go i've got a little bit of tuna on the side just in case i feel like changing my uh, flavor profile for out the next two weeks and that's it folks i will say though i for whatever reason i <laughs> i don't remember looking up 
many videos before my first surgery. I really don't. I don't remember looking up a single fucking thing. Um, but that's all I've been doing, like, the past three days is, like, today. Like, well, I'm I'm in Sunday night coming into Monday morning. That's uh, 12.53. And, um, like, Saturday as well as Friday, I spent all, well, not all day, but I was doing it in between, like, cleaning and just uh, doing a little bit of, doing a little bit more shopping and everything. Just watching uh, anesthesia videos and um, just looking at the the procedure with everything like you know don't eat past this time don't drink past this time because it it takes roughly eight hours for the food to evacuate your stomach and go into your intestines or whatever and because apparently you are as close to a medical coma as a thing as they can create with just the little iv drip your body loses like almost all of its function so your ability to breathe on your own, your ability to, um, I guess, hold food down and all that other stuff. So it's just, it's the Wild West when it comes to uh, going under. And all the videos that I was watching, the most concerning stuff was the reason that like you don't uh, want to eat is you can aspirate. So basically what that means is stuff could just leak right out of your stomach and uh, get into your lungs and possibly cause uh, pneumonia and some other shit. And then it's it goes south extremely fast. So I'm I'm by the book. I haven't had uh, water since like 9. I haven't eaten since 5 p.m. yesterday. So we're going we're going to be by the time I'm on the table, it's going to be 13 hours since I had food. So with what little bit of water I had around, I think it was like around 9 um, and then stomach acid. And with some of the procedures I looked at, they even just, they even put like a little tube, like while you're under, you're not awake during any of this. But basically as you go under, they they intubate you, they put like the, uh, the tube down your throat for breathing, that gets taken care of, and they have like a couple other monitors on your finger and stuff. But sometimes before they... Uh, they get to surgery, they even like use like a little pump thing just to suck out anything that would be in your stomach anyways, just just to be safe, I guess. I don't know if they do that all the time. I don't know if they did it last time, but um, I don't remember much. And it was it was crazy how much I didn't remember from my last procedure because my uh, friend Jason was over today. We were talking, you know, before I get to the procedure and everything. He hung out for about two hours or so. And... Uh, I was telling him what I remembered, and he was just like, yeah, you know, because he drove me back from the uh, facility. And he's like, yeah, you came home, and you went straight to bed, and you passed out, and then you came out like every hour or two, and uh, I was asking you if you were okay, and then you said yeah, and then you asked me if I was okay, and I said yeah, and I was like, shit, I don't remember fucking any of that. Honestly, all I remember is this, this is it. I don't remember going. <laughs> I don't remember going. I remember being in the room and uh, answering questions, and uh, I think they gave me pills before they gave me the IV line. They gave me the IV line. Uh, they they gave me two things. One, I think it had something to do with the blood. I think it was like a blood thinner or something like that. I can't remember, but it's to manage, I think, your blood viscosity. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's too many details. And then they gave me the uh, anesthesia after that. And I remember heading over to the room, which was like I was in one room, and then they literally turned left and turned right, and we were in the OR. It was like 
fifth, if not even 15 feet, like 10 feet. And they asked me if I could go from the gurney that I was on with the wheels to the, to the OR bed. And then I, I, uh, I sat there and, you know, I was sitting around and just looking, looking at the walls, looking at the ceiling. And I'm like, fuck dude, I'm not, I'm not tired at all right now. And then all I remember is kind of waking up and sitting up and feeling really weak, kind of sore, uh, you know, feeling a little bit of pain and the areas that were affected, um, getting onto the side of the bed, trying to stand up, you know, the nurse is trying to tell me to like, Hey, take it easy. And I'm just trying to fucking get out of there. I don't want to be in there any longer than I have to. I don't like being in hospitals. I don't like the temperature of it. I don't, uh, like the whiteness of everything. And she was really professional. And the reason I say that is because, um, I, uh, I started shaking and apparently this is really common when you come out of anesthesia is uh, you're, because your body is not able to properly regulate its own body temperature once you're under. So basically when I started shaking, that was my body, like I guess kickstarting or something like that. She didn't explain any of this to me, but I watched a bunch of videos with uh, anesthesiologists and stuff like that. But anyways, you know, I'm shaking and I'm starting to feel nauseous and I'm like, fuck, I'm just like sore. And then she just wanted me to be present for like five minutes or whatever. I felt like it was eternity, but it was maybe five minutes. And uh, and then I don't even remember uh, getting out. I remember being in the vehicle on the way home on 696, uh, passing like Royal Oak and all that stuff. And really the only solid memories I have are like uh, like a day or so later. It's so, it was so choppy. But anyways, I just thought it'd be fun to give you like a little update. And, um, f you know, for whatever reason, and I don't know why this is happening now, but I will say I feel like I have the jitters a little bit more early. You know, last time I didn't start to become nervous until after I swallowed the pills. And then after I had the IV line in. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that's about. Um, you know, I, uh, I maybe it's just that final realization, like, hey, there's no going back now. Um, I, I do say though, I kind of wish that they had me totally under before they shifted um, me to the uh, to the OR bed, just for the simple fact that, like, it sucks to kind of be awake and know, like, it, it's not scary. Like everything's like you know, whatever most neutral color it needs to be to be, you know, an OR room or whatever. But, uh, I was just like, I just wish they would have fucking like, all right, you know, we're gonna, we'll be back, you know, in a few minutes and you should be out by the time, uh, we get back or whatever. And when I was there at, when I, after I transferred over in all honesty, probably 35 seconds passed, maybe, maybe. And then I was gone. And then I was back into reality. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's okay to have the nervous jitters. If you plan to get any laser hair removal or get your facial feminization surgery, or if you want a zombie BBL and you're, they're just going to be fucking injecting you with a bunch of cadaver fat, whatever you're going to get done, uh, maybe even lip filler. Um, or if you're going to get a hair transplant cause you're going bald, whatever it is, it's okay to feel nervous. It's okay to, uh, um, have second thoughts, but I, I will say though, the one thing that helps me push this forward is, um, for one, like up front, 
is it costs thousands and thousands of dollars. I am not fucking slowing this thing down now. We've come this far. We've gone too far. It's uh, and all this is elective. Like I, I get to you know choose, you know what I want to do. I, I this is all by choice. I'm not being a slave or nobody's bossing me around. I'm, I'm doing all this for me. But um, after that, this is one of the things that um, didn't happen so much the first time, but it kind of happened this time. And it wasn't, it wasn't a secondary thought of like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, do I really want to go through with this? No, it, one of the things that popped in my head was looking, you know, cause I, I do watch porn. I, I watch all kinds of different porn, uh, whether we're talking image fat, porn hub, X hamster, red tube, whatever it is. But when I come across like the transgender porn, and I, uh, I'm looking at some of my favorite ladies, like, uh, like Sylvia Boots, or, um, hang on here, let me pull, I actually made a folder that says future body type, and I, I pulled up a bunch of different, uh, people, and I made folders out of them, and whether I wanted to go really lean or really thick, I have people to kind of, you know, have a template for, but, uh, Sophia Madonadol, she, um, she is on Instagram. She goes really extreme. She, but my point is, she has a giant fat ass. Uh, Megan Sex Symbol, which is on Twitter and Instagram, insane proportions, tiny waist, big tits, fat ass. Same with Sophie. Uh, and it's just you know, it's and like I said, Sylvia Boots. It's it's ladies like this that I think. Well, it's like you have to get surgery to do most of the stuff that I want, whether it's a BBL or it's implants of some kind or laser hair removal and all that I've been thinking about a lot is, all right, well, we're fucking on BBL number two. What's what's next after this? All right, you know, you're going to have your laser hair appointments as soon as you come back after surgery. So I'm off through August 1st through the 14th. I come back the 15th. And the 15th, I have um, more laser hair treatments for my legs, my feet, and my ass. And I finally got it all put back into one... Um, one visit. So rather than my upper legs being separated from my lower legs, my feet, and my ass, they're all together again. And then on Friday of the same week, I'm getting my back zapped. So it's going to be fucking basically three weeks of pain. And it's going to be really intense. But I think about all the time that it takes for me to get ready with the with the wigs and the makeup and the hair plucking and the shaving and the lasering and getting dressed. I... I want to do as to as like as, mu as much as my body as I can to where I don't feel like I have to fucking put on the costume every weekend. I don't want to feel like I have to play pretend anymore because like let's be honest, like most of most of the trans women that I, that I'm sure we've all seen at some point or another you you just look at them and you're like, "Oh my god, I wish I could transition or I I wish I could look like that." But like the thing is they did the steps they paid the money, they they took the pain, they went through the recovery process, they had to deal with all the outing and just, you know, how people perceive them in the world. They had to go through all that shit. And, um, you know, now it's just my time to, to take those steps. So that's what I plan to do, and that's what keeps me going. And, you know, editing my videos as much as I do, 
and by that I just mean the consistency of roughly every every week. I'm like, oh, we're looking better. It looks better. Better this. Better that. Better lighting, clothing, makeup, whatever. Um, you know, I I got really happy after my first butt lift, and I'm, now I'm just like, oh my god, I just would love this to be better. But when I start watching trans porn, you know, I I switch it up. But watching the trans porn, um. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm so still so far away from that. And that's just something that I think about. Like, I I reground myself. I know where I'm at with everything. And I know that I want to keep pushing through. And even when I'm fucking jerking off watching my favorite ladies or, or new ladies, like, you know, whoever. But I'm just like, fuck, I need that ass. It's not I'm not there yet. Or, oh, I need to fucking, you know, work on this or get this done. Or I can't wait to have a pair of tits one day. Like, I or get on hormones. And hormones, once I start that, that's going to fucking kick everything off. Because putting the, putting the fat cells in all the right places, I'm going to be better genetically than I would have been if I was just a normal female. Uh, or never did any surgeries as a guy with hormones, like it's going to be that much better and roughly a, a year and change whenever I fucking decide to do it. So I'm, I'm just pushing forward with that. But anyways, I've been rambling on long enough. I just thought it would be nice to have, um, one little episode out there. And, uh, if not later today, that be it, uh, Monday, August 1st, I want to use the rest of the time that I have on my podcast thing for this month to make episode two post-op and talk about everything as quickly as possible because I, before I started this episode, I was at like an hour 20, I think, hour 16. Now it's even less. So I am out of here. Um, and just to be honest, if you don't hear from me again, that means something probably went very wrong. So just know if that is going to be the case and the next several hours, uh, I do appreciate everybody that reached out. Um... You only live once, so, you know, think about that when you're trying to push forward with everything and, uh, you know, do what you think is right, you know, be your true self, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to uh, really do the outro with this one, and I will hopefully talk to you later, sissies. Bye.